You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. Well, I am going to talk to you this morning. I don't have any uh, slides this morning. Obviously, I am going to talk to you about Thanksgiving, about gratitude. Um, You know, if you've been around here a while, you know that most of the time, uh, well, let me back up. I, the, the way that I minister is I bring whatever I feel like God's put on my heart. And so lots of times, you know, it'll be Easter and I don't have an Easter message. I have some other message. And, and I try and make it sound like it's an Easter message, you know, or, or Christmas. I mean, I, I, just, I, I just have to bring you what the Spirit of God puts in my heart. And I believe I'm doing that this morning. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, and this holiday that we have of Thanksgiving, which obviously has deep roots in, in our nation. And, and it is such an awesome thing that we have this day set aside, regardless of all the stuff and the problems that we've had as a nation, the mistakes that we've made, we set this day aside to give thanks to God for what he provides. I think that we have the fact that we have a national holiday, and I know other nations do too. Canada does. You guys just do it at the wrong time. And, uh, you know, one of these days you'll pull it together. But uh, but anyway, I think it's awesome that we have that. And I love to speak on gratitude anytime. And, you know, we do it a lot. And that's because it is such a powerful truth in our life. Um, and, I, and I've kind of this, the way it came to me this time is I'm kind of splitting up the, the ideas of gratitude and thanksgiving, meaning gratitude is a heart posture and it can be developed in our life. We can develop the, ha- the, the habit of gratitude, of, of thinking in terms of what we are grateful for Instead of thinking in terms of what we lack, what we haven't seen yet, all of us have problems. All of us have challenges. We have things going on in our life. Some of us, we've got things going on in our bodies that we don't want. We've got things going on around us. There's all all of us face that all the time. So it is it is our privilege. It is our we have this privilege of being able to choose how we approach life. And to to approach it with a heart of gratitude, it isn't. It doesn't just make you more fun to be around. Although it certainly does that. Clue, uh, you know, you'll find people having longer conversations with you. Uh, but but it isn't just about. It changes us. It dramatically changes us. I really believe there is a spiritual power, and the Bible certainly brings that out to gratitude. And then thanksgiving is the outward expression of gratitude that lives in the heart. You know, we we can, with any outward expression, we can do it without the heart part, and everybody knows we're faking it, or we can build the interior, and then, but then we also have to learn to practice actually giving thanks out loud, whether, you know, a great place to start with that is in a worship time, a time of praise and worship among believers, like-minded people. It's the easiest place to praise God is right here, okay? But we need to begin first to develop that on the inside as we go through different things in life. Think about what we're thinking about and choose to be thankful. 
on our best days and our worst days, there's always something to be thankful for. If nothing else, God doesn't change. God is the same. And we can always thank God for who he is. We can always thank him. We were having a discussion this morning before prayer and and Lisa said it best, God loves us in spite of ourselves. You know, I was talking about some of the stupid things I did as a kid and, you know, God loves us in spite of ourselves. It's wonderful. We can always be thankful for who he is, for the salvation he's offered, for his continued, you know, his absolute faithfulness to reach out to us and to minister to us in our lives. So gratitude is a big deal, and and I always uh, like to talk about it. So um, let me see, what time is it? Okay, I want to be sure I leave time for the rest of this. So I just just listed three things that we see a lot of in in our culture and in our, our world today. Uh, that are they're pretty destructive attitudes, but they're really these things are all undone by developing a lifestyle of gratitude and thanksgiving. And the first one I, I'm just going to mention quickly is entitlement, and that's the idea that I really deserve all the best things in life, and they should come to me without effort because I'm me, because I'm alive, <laughs> because I exist. Everything should fall into my lap, and gratitude when we're when we're grateful it takes us out of that mode because we realize somebody else has done something for us and and we begin to appreciate that it really breaks that entitlement mentality shame is huge and i think all of us struggle with it to some degree many people you know it's it's a dominating factor in their life and that's kind of the opposite opposite it says i don't deserve anything i'm unworthy of anything and and I I will live in that place. I am inherently flawed. I am unlovable. Gratitude, especially to God, it breaks shame by recognizing his love and his provision. Somebody keeps giving to you uh, without an agenda of getting something back from you. Eventually, you begin to realize, I'm valuable. I'm valuable to that person. Okay, and and so God's giving into our lives, it it breaks shame. And then just selfishness, self-importance, self-reliance, that that whole thing, I've made myself what I am, I don't need anybody else, you know, that whole hyper-independent thing that we have going on. Gratitude, again, it recognizes another person's role in your life. When we're grateful to the Lord, it means I I need him in my life. I need what he does in my life. I am not self-sufficient in my own sufficiency. I'm self-sufficient in him. I am, and the Bible talks about that. We have our sufficiency in him, but it's it's not just about me. It's not somebody else is pouring in. And, and so all of those types of attitudes, if we'll develop a lifestyle of gratitude, those things get broken in our life. So gratitude has an incredible impact on our hearts. Again, gratitude is a heart posture. Well, I can change my heart posture. I can change. And and again, many times we just develop this habit of, we've, we've talked recently, maybe that was last week, about living by faith. And, and that faith sees in what is not visible yet, what is not recognized by the senses. Faith looks into that, perceives it, it receives it. 
they're, they're, we're called to live a life in an awareness of God's provision, whether we can see it or not. And yet a lot of times we live by just what we can touch here, just what we can feel, just what we can, uh, we, we see manifested in the natural. And in that, a lot of us, again, you might have pain in your body this morning. Well, Jesus is the healer. That's something to be grateful for. You know, you, you might be struggling financially. Well, Jesus is the provider. It's something to be grateful for. And, and the, some of Jesus' greatest miracles, probably more so than we have recorded in our Bibles, but we have at least two of his greatest miracles, actually more than that, this is a couple of them are similar, that were preceded by his giving thanks before the miracle took place. And so from that, I really believe gratitude of heart, that posture is a prerequisite in a lot of our lives to the breakthrough that we're looking for. We're looking to get free from something. We're looking to get to the next level. We're looking to see a prayer answered. Many times, if we're listening to the Lord, what he'll deal with, he will get us thanking him for that thing before we see it manifested. And I think that's just a normal part, should be a normal part of our prayer, our prayer. And we'll look at a verse if I get that far today. That, but Paul talked about that, that, that we are to continually to, to ask the Lord for what we need. Petition type prayer, asking prayer. But we are to do it constantly within the context of thanksgiving. So every type of prayer that is asking, every type of prayer, whether it is asking for yourself or asking for somebody else, petition, intercession, that should be bookended in thanksgiving. We thank God ahead of time for what he's going to do. And we thank him after our prayer for what he's going to do. And then we thank him when it is manifested. It just should, the, this attitude of thanksgiving should just saturate our prayer life. So some of Jesus' miracles uh, were preceded, and I've just got a few here that are my favorites, okay? Um John chapter 6, or I'm just going to read a couple of, of verses to you from John chapter 6. You know, this is uh, the the feeding of the 5,000. Now, there was another time where he fed 4,000. There were a couple of different times where he fed the crowds. And I believe that it's recorded that in each one of those, when, when the small supply came into his hands, the loaves and the fishes, uh, he gave thanks before he handed a single piece to one of his disciples to then hand to the people before he did any of that. While there was still just a tiny little bit in his hands, he gave thanks. That means he saw the miracle before the miracle happened. He saw what the father was doing. He said, I only do what I see the father doing. I only say what I hear the father saying. He saw what the Lord was going to, what the father was going to manifest there. And he gave thanks before the miracle took place, right? So John chapter six, verse 11 says, and Jesus took the loaves. And when he, when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise the fish as much as they wanted. So Jesus saw that provision that wasn't there yet as the dominant greater reality 
over the, the need, the hunger of those people, the number of those people, the, the tiny little bit of lunch that he had in his hand, kids' lunch, to feed all of those people would have cost, they say, many months' wages to feed those people the one meal. Jesus saw the reality of the provision before it manifested in the earth, and he gave thanks for it. He gave thanks for it. I think that is that principle needs to be in all of our prayer lives. And I think it's a key to why we don't see a lot of the, a lot of the answers that we're looking for, a lot of breakthrough that we're looking for. I think that gratitude, genuine gratitude, and, and you can, if you're not feeling that, you can go to the Lord. He is on your side. He's your partner. He's not waiting for you to get it all right before he'll do something for you. You go to the Lord and you say, Father, I, I, I need you to show me. I, I, need to, I need to see this. Speak it to me again. Show it to me again. Lord, I know that that I need to be and I should be grateful for this, this, and this. And right now, these other circumstances, I know they're dominating my thought life. And I ask your forgiveness for that. But I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, show me what the Father is doing. Show me what the Father has in mind. And that's the, it'll just flood your heart. And you'll be able to give him thanks from a genuine heart. This isn't a, this isn't a formula to work. This is a spiritual principle that, that will work in our lives. Okay, so, so we go on there in, in John chapter 6. Are you getting anything out of this? Okay. John chapter 6, verses 12 and 13, it says, So when they were filled, he said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. And we know they gathered them up and they, they gathered 12 baskets full, which one for each disciple and all of that. But this is one of the things that gratitude does. It emphasizes or it magnifies the value of something you've received. When, when somebody gives something to you, and we all know this feeling on both ends. Somebody gives something to us or does something for us. When gratitude arises in our heart, it magnifies what was given. It, it appreciates I like that word appreciates. That means it, it gives greater value, right? If your home appreciates in value, the value goes up. That's what appreciate means. It doesn't just mean I'm grateful. It means I'm appreciating. I am looking at this and I am magnifying the value. They gathered all these pieces because nothing God ever gives to us. We've, we've given him thanks before it happens and then it happens. Nothing God gives to us should be wasted. It shouldn't be taken for granted. It shouldn't be left behind. And I think we're all guilty of that to some degree. But we want to appreciate. We want to, we want to declare. That's what thanksgiving is. We have gratitude in our heart. Now we give thanks for what God is going to do or what he has done. And we, in doing that, we appreciate, we, we increase the value of, of what it is in our own hearts, right? You understand what I'm saying? And so it goes on and in verse 23, and I just always, I love this. Uh, later in this chapter, uh, Jesus and the disciples had gone to another place and then people came looking for him. And it says, now some other small boats from Tiberias had come in near the place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. That verse, they didn't just come looking for him 
where he, where he had multiplied the bread. That would seem pretty normal. This miracle happened here. We're, we're looking for him. But, but it's recorded as where he multiplied the bread after he had given thanks. The, the fact that Jesus gave thanks ahead of time and then this great miracle happened is emphasized again in our Bibles. And so one of the things in that, I believe, is that thanksgiving, gratitude and thanksgiving, that action, especially outwardly giving thanks for something the Lord has done, it creates memorials over what he has done. It, it'll be known as, we will remember it better. We can go back to it and, and eat from what he has done as we believe for what he is going to do. We always talk about this with testimony, with the issue of testimony, that our testimony is a record of what God has done. And one of the reasons that's so important is because it tells us what he will do again, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will do it again. And so for us to create that, it just helps in our own hearts. It's like setting up a memorial in my heart when I actively, purposefully thank God for what he has done. And oftentimes that means writing it down, writing it down. And and so it's just an important part of it. We can commemorate what God has done. All right, let's go to another one, John chapter 11. Uh and again, these are just kind of my favorites on the subject. This is where, this is the whole story in John chapter 11, where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, and he had the whole interaction with Lazarus' two sisters, and all of that uh, coming up to where Lazarus, Lazarus was already dead, and, and he'd been buried. And when he finally comes to the tomb, after stating that I'm the resurrection and the life, and all of that, great, great chapter, but in verse 42, he says, Speaking to the Father, here's where the miracle is about to take place. Speaking to the Father, he says, you, Father, always hear me. I love this. This is the New Living Translation. I really like this. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. I said it out loud. I know you always hear me. But I said it out loud for all these people standing here so that they can believe. Our giving of thanks is a testimony to others. And certainly having a heart attitude of where gratitude supersedes our problems. That means we talk more about what we're thankful for. It doesn't mean we pretend we don't have problems. That's just silly. Okay? It doesn't mean that. But we are more mindful and we talk more about what God has done and what we're thankful for than the problems that are going on in our life. And again, it's fine to share our, our issues. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to know what's going on in one another's life, be able to pray for one another. Fine to share that. I'm talking about an overall bent in your life. What comes, and you can, so you can, with any subject, we can tell what's going on in our hearts by what's coming out of our mouth in abundance, right? Jesus taught that. Jesus taught us a great lesson that what's in your heart in abundance, it'll come out your mouth. Okay, you can fake it for a while, but under pressure, what's inside will come out. It's like toothpaste. Who said that recently? Somebody said that recently. I thought that was really good. It's like you put pressure on it. What's on the inside comes out of that tube. Okay, same thing with our hearts. Okay, so Jesus, he first took this action 
and he had them roll away the stone before he'd done anything else. So he, so he engaged in the activity, that's faith, moving on what he knew was going to happen. And then he, he thanked the Father for already hearing the prayer. And he did it out loud. That public declaration of thanksgiving, it proclaims our faith. Uh, it proclaims our faith for what hasn't manifested yet. And it's very clear here that our public declarations of faith create an opportunity for other people to believe. Our public declarations of gratitude, excuse me, gratitude. And it doesn't, you know, again, I say these things, it doesn't mean you're in everybody's face. You know, if you're going to pretend any of this stuff, it's not going to be very fruitful. It just, there will be a different conversation in your life if you're a person of gratitude. There just will. And again, that you'll even talk about the issues that need to be overcome, the problems that are going on in your life with a whole different spirit. If there's gratitude at work in your heart and that public declaration gives other people an opportunity to hope, gives opportunity uh, for them to have faith. And, and I believe fully that Genuine gratitude in the heart expressed through thanksgiving to God. It There is something that goes on in the spirit realm that is loved by God. Remember when uh, Luke 17, 17, there were 10 lepers and Jesus, they were all healed and only one came back to say thank you. And Jesus said it out loud. He He talked about it publicly. He said, only one came back to say thank you. Where are the other nine? weren't all weren't all ten healed? He, you know, how impolite Jesus. You know, uh, that's a reality. He he. God loves, and I think it's because what it does for us. Honestly, it's not because he has an ego problem. So I believe it's because he loves what it does in our lives. He loves it when we give thanks. But what I've noticed over the years is it certainly changes us. God loves it. God talks about it through the word that we are to be a thankful people and to give thanks out loud. But we've had a few situations in our lives where it really stirred up the devil when we just simply were giving thanks for what God had done. And I, I've told you some of this before, but I remember one situation way when we first came here, we were just out and I can't remember, I think we were at the W, I can't remember where we were at that time. We were at some restaurant and there were four of us there and we just prayed over our food. We weren't loud. We weren't trying to get everybody in the place saved with our food prayer. We just <laughs> bowed our heads and thanked God for the food and ate. That's all we did. And when we went back another time, we were told that somebody had complained about that, that we were imposing our religion on them. You know, I had complained to the management who was just fine with it, of course. Uh, but anyway, I, I just, from that, it's like, man, that, just that simple thing of, I mean, it was simple, quiet. It takes me about, God knows that I am always and eternally thankful for every morsel of food I ever get. <laughs> So honestly, the, the bowing my head and giving thanks, that's just, you know, that's something I do and I think it's right, you know, but God already knows my heart. <laughs> Thank you for this food, you know. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's always just simple. It's always just quiet. It's just we give thanks and we eat, you know. That stirred somebody up. 
that. They noticed and it stirred somebody up. We had that situation early on where we put a put a banner out here that said, be thankful. Like we have one out there now that says, give thanks. It was just a Thanksgiving banner. Well, a one person at the county got all upset about that, tried to say it was illegal. It wasn't. I had to send them a copy of their rules. No, this is not illegal. But got all bent and finally what came out was, well, I don't need anybody telling me to be thankful. Okay, you know, then scroll on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but anyway, it, it was just, I mean, to me, that's there's something spiritual going on there. That's not normal. <laughs> that's not normal. And uh, so there's something that happens in the spirit realm very powerfully. And, and, and I believe, you know, that it, that our giving of thanks, you know, we're told that our praise silences the mouth of the avenger and thanksgiving is a part of that. So, so we need to value uh, this whole process, okay? Um, I won't go into this one, but the, the next one, the New Testament that I love is in Acts 27. You can write it down, Acts 27, 33 through 39. That's where they had been on the... Uh, They'd been in a storm for 14 days and nobody had eaten and it was still storming and Paul stood up and he had a prophetic word saying, you know, this thing's going to be over. And he told them, take food and he gave thanks while the storm was still going on. But he told them, go ahead, step up, take some food, get get strong because, and they gave thanks to the father and then the whole situation began to change. They were all encouraged and they ate some food themselves. All right. So I just want to read one more to you and then we'll take some time to share what's on our hearts this morning. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Ephesians 4, 1. This is in the Amplified Bible. And of course, there are dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of scriptures on this subject, Old and New Testament. But in Ephesians 4, 1, Amplified, it says, so I, this is Paul, of course, writing this, so I the prisoner of the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Okay? Live a life worthy of the calling as believers. Okay? The Amplified puts it this way. That is, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. Let me just read those again. A life that exhibits godly character. This is this is living worthy of the life to which we've been called. A life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, that's awesome, personal integrity, and mature behavior. We could use some of that. And 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 then it says that is a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. So a life that expresses, we feel gratitude to God for our salvation, that that he loves us in spite of ourselves, that he drew us to himself, that he sent Jesus to die for our sins and that through receiving him, we can be forgiven. And, and not only not only spend eternity with him, but have an abundant life here and now. We, are, we are, feel that gratitude in our hearts. But Paul's saying here, our lifestyle of living like him, of growing more like him, of, of living according to his word, of living according to his nature, that lifestyle expresses outwardly that inward gratitude over our salvation. So the opposite would be, if I say I'm grateful for my salvation, 
but I just live contrary to what God's word says all the time. I'm not really very grateful for my salvation. The lifestyle of receiving what God says and applying it to your life or conforming your life to it, letting the Holy Spirit change you to where your life looks more and more like Jesus, all of that, living that lifestyle, actually is an expression of gratitude for salvation. I can't tell you how many times over the years, and I don't say this critically, it's just a fact, you know, people come either, they come for counsel or, or they come for prayer, and, and maybe there's something in their life that's going on, and, and you'll say, well, you know, here's what the Word says about that. Here's what would need to, to change. You know, the, the Word says this, but you're living this way, and it's causing this problem. And, and you get the, yeah, I see that, but, and a justification for living contrary to the word. Well, that doesn't leave, you know, okay, but how we live is going to bear a certain kind of fruit in our life. And God gives us his word so that we can apply it in our lives and live according to the blessing is already on the word. You know, the blessing is on the word. That's why he gives us instruction about life. So we'll have a better life, you know. And and so I, I just, I see this and it's like, yeah, valuing his word and allowing his word to manifest itself in our lives and his nature to be manifest in our lives, that is an act of gratitude. That is a part of gratitude and thanksgiving. Did you get anything out of this this morning? All right, let's just pray real quickly over the word. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for what you've said in this time, for what you've uh, spoken to our hearts. And I do pray, Lord, for every one of us that this understanding of gratitude and thanksgiving, the expression of it, Lord, you know where all of us are in this. You know us way better than we do. And so our ask this morning is that you would help us to grow in being people of gratitude. And Lord, where some of us have just grown up in an environment that always focused on the negative, we, we don't even know it, Lord. It's just the environment we grew up in. We pray that for breakthrough there. We pray, Father, that that would end in our family with us. That would end with us. And that, Lord, we would live a new life and a different life and a different way, hearts filled with gratitude, knowing how to express thanksgiving we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to show this to you before we go today. So uh, actually, I give Bonnie credit for this finally happening. Um, so this is a book that it's blank right now. Uh, Logan made it pretty for us. It's RMCM Testimonies. Uh, the verse on the front is, come and see what the Lord has done. And then she also put, Psalm 119, 111 on the first page, I have taken your testimonies as a heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. So what this is, we're going to have it out on the uh, coffee table in the lobby area uh, with a pen, which I'm sure will disappear. So we'll have to put more out there. But this is for all of the family, and we ask you to please write down things that God has done or is doing in your life. Just take a little bit of time once in a while. It doesn't have to be a big miracle, just what you're what you're thankful for, what the Lord is doing. This will be, uh, and I, I see this as the first volume 
of a record of what God is doing in our lives in this church. And then anytime you want, you can sit down and just read through and see what the Lord is doing and get encouraged. So this will be out there starting today, and we'll mention it for the next few weeks. But I really hope some of you will take advantage of that and and just pick a page and start to write. Yes, ma'am. You can. You can. Probably you do. Um, I've been saying for years, it's like one of those thoughts you think, but you don't do it, that I was going to do that for myself, and I recently did it. You just buy yourself a journal, and I have journals, but this one specifically is for look what God did, and when I got it, it's like, I don't know if God is doing more just because I got it, or it's me being more mindful, but I am amazed at how many times I get it and just write and write and write in it. So I would encourage you, if that bears witness, get you one and just say, guess what God did, testimonies, and keep it where you can see it because you'll forget about it and just write. And don't do that instead of this one, okay? (laughs) We want a family record. Do both. All right, let's stand up and pray this morning. We'll be dismissed. There are a lot of great snacks out here. I'm so glad everybody made it. And for those of you who already prayed that, I guess, but for those, I know many of you are traveling this week. We just bless you and believe for your protection and for you to be blessed and be a blessing as you go. Father, we thank you so much for this time today. Thank you for your family that is our family and these times together. We thank you for it. And Lord, as we scatter (laughs) to our jobs and throughout different parts of the country and all that goes on over this time, Father, we intend to take every opportunity that you give us to present and minister your life to people around us. We thank you so much for it and for one another and for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's say it on the count of three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. One, two, Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.